0: Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur.
1: My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP channel only. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to take that pain away from some of the new guys. I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues.
0: My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a man service provider. We started in 2005. I started with three employees and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way.
2: My name is Joe Yusia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're an MSP. We're currently about a dozen employees. We were originally founded in 1999. i believe leaving this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share their mindshare on how to overcome issues. I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago. I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. And welcome back
0: to the next episode of IT for Whiskey. I am one of your hosts, Craig Hickman, with my buddies, Mayan Herrera
2: and Joe Ucia. What's up? How's everyone doing today?
0: What's going on?
2: The boys are back. Yes, we are. You'll notice we're back uh, with a vengeance. We're recording as much as we can these days. It means every other Tuesday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or Fridays, every other Friday, or something like that. What day is today?
2: Today's Friday. It is a Friday today. TGIF. Speaking of TGIF, the thing that we all look forward to is usually the weekend. Why do we typically look forward to the weekend? Yeah, unplug, R&R, etc., etc. Spend time with the family and the kids and whatnot or your loved ones. So today's topic is exactly on that. Mental health of the owners and employees at an MSP. Almost like a work-life balance kind of thing, but to the next level, we're going to talk about mental health and we're going to talk about things that uh, you know, we are, we're all subject to and things that we all experience.
1: Running an MSP or working for an MSP is, is tough, man. You're running at 200, 300 miles an hour every single day. When you work for, for an organization uh, and you're just the in-house IT, life is a lot simpler to a certain degree. And even those that are understaffed, is still very much simpler than an MSP life. So this, I think, is a very interesting topic.
0: I think part of the problem is that you're not just taking care of one company. You're taking care of you know, a couple hundred, possibly. You don't have just the stress of just having to take care of one entity, but you have all these owners that are relying on you to make sure that their business is running top-notch.
1: Yeah, and everybody's priority is top priority. We we have some projects running right now and it it just seemed like everybody all of a sudden said, hey, we needed this done like yesterday. And, you know, as an MSP, you got to you got to deal with that. Right. But we're in the holidays. We have a bunch of guys that are taking time off, you know, because we're encouraging it because nobody has taken time off because of COVID because there's no point. But now we're encouraging. Yeah. Where are you going to go? So we're saying guys team you you gotta you gotta take some time off because one you should and second, just looking at it from a policy standpoint you know you're gonna burn those days you're gonna lose them well I mean, our policies is you use them or lose them
2: well, there's something to be said about you know trying to encourage things like a staycation right there's nothing wrong with we we actually decided that we we're the same policy user uh, use them or lose them kind of thing, but we're we're considering being flexible on that based on the the way this year went kind of thing nothing's confirmed yet but but there's there's something that we're we're definitely considering you know there's there's a lot though um, that you need to look at from a mental health perspective one of my really good friends who's also a listener uh, Miguel Rivera from Vertical here in Toronto he's a really good friend of mine and he recently took on this whole work life balance mantra and he does a lot of great activities. He walks the dog every day. He does, you know, he exercises. He takes breaks during the day, and we always talk about it. He and I about the whole mental state of things and whatnot. And and he said, you know, since I started doing this, I find that a, I'm better at my job. B, my customers are happy. But most importantly, I'm a happier person. You know, and and like most of us, you know, we hit a brick wall at some point, and we don't usually see it coming. And sometimes it's too late and it can be dangerous and it could be fatal.
1: I'm a believer of short and sweet time off, right? Extended weekends and stuff like that. I feel that some of my staff likes to take, especially some of my senior staff that have a few weeks of time off, they'll take it all together. They'll pile it up for the whole year and then take like a whole month off. I honestly think that that is a waste that way because you then you sit at home and you're just bored or whatever. I like the, I want to take a Friday and a Monday off and extend the weekend to a four-day weekend, right? And not only is it extending the weekend to a four-day weekend, but the week prior to you taking that weekend, it's only going to be four days of work. And the week after, it's only four days of work. So it turns into this almost at this, you know, you come in, you work for a little, for a few days, you get off, you have four days off um, and you recharge. And and in those four-day weekends, not only is it good from a budget standpoint, you know, because you can on a non-COVID year or if you're traveling through COVID, you know, you're you're not spending that much money. You go out, you get a the three days R&R and come back.
2: This is where the topic actually uh, where we decided to talk about this today. There's a lot of banter about this online, specifically about you know mental health of MSP owners and technicians. If you can Google that, you'll find one of the sources that we that we uh, all read and, and kind of thought this would be a really good topic to discuss. Now, there's a lot of people that are suffering from anxiety and depression and whatnot because you feel you let someone down and you didn't do your job properly and you let your customer down and you know, we take it personally because we take pride in what we do and then you have anxiety to hit deadlines and the stress of the industry and calling it what it is, the industry is a great one and I love what I do because I actually, I always say I don't, I, I don't work for a living. I have a job but it's not work and it's because I love what I do. And the reality is though it does have its peaks and valleys and there are times when the stress just gets to you and it can get the better of you if you're not careful. So, you know, some people are seeking therapy. Good on you for, for getting the help. Others are doing things like meditation, long walks. So Joe, in speaking of therapy, (laughs) I have here a nice bottle of Blanton's.
0: It is a store-pick blends, and I have to admit, when you get a store-pick, you get a special bottle, and this is special therapy, because I found something special, it makes me happy, it calms me down, I get to talk to you guys about it, about how you don't get to have any of it, it's great. I feel awesome now. Thank you, Joe.
1: Don't make me bring out the gold, the Blattens gold.
2: Things go boom-boom here. Yeah, globally we've been affected by the uh, boom boom in Indiana. Would you like to explain that, Chickman?
0: Uh, everything was going great until something in front of my house went goes boom and the internet went out because both internet connections come through that area. So I have two coming to my house. So I'm actually on my hotspot right now, boys and girls. Hotspot. Pour myself an extra uh, Blantons. <laughs> I feel great, boys and girls. <laughs>
1: There's there's a there's a topic. Well, actually, what Joe was saying about the the conversation online, and and some people are like, well, you know, alcohol is not the place to go. Truly isn't. But if you do find some passion in having a little drink, not you know, obviously, don't go crazy, and it lets you relax a bit. Why not? If you if you go to the gym and abuse yourself at the gym, it's not going to be good either. If you eat too much kale, it's not good. <laughs> For me, the, the whiskey helps me. Uh, I like the tequila a little bit. And the cigars, honestly, man, I've been, I've, been, I've been pulling back a little bit on the cigar. I just don't like the way I feel the next mornings. But it, it's, you know, going back to the topic or, uh, you know, do you want to tell us what you're drinking, uh, Joe?
2: Today, I am drinking a classic.
1: Oh, here he goes with his classics.
2: Cardew. This is this is a staple. It's a Cardu 12-year-old. It's a simple drink you can find anywhere. It's, uh, you know, Cardew is a good distillery. I like their stuff and their 12-year-old is cheap and cheerful and it's a good drink. I like it. What about you, Myron? Why don't you tell us about that big chip on your shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> well, I
1: am uh, drinking a weeded bourbon special reserve from Weller. It's the green bottle. Sometimes it's difficult to find but the price is it's priced very honestly it actually says it on the label it's inexpensive but it's really really good craig what, what do you say i what? said
2: chip what i said chip on your shoulder because you had that 1.75 liter bottle
1: <laughs> half a gallon and i was holding it on my battle, on my shoulder craig what do you say about weller's uh, ingredients a lot of people don't know
0: this, but uh, well, maybe they do, because depends on who's listening. But uh, when you purchase uh, Eagle Rare, it's actually a Happy Van Winkle Ten Year. So, so when you when you it had the flavor profile um, flavor profile of Eagle Rare, sorry, Blends, you were getting the Ten Year from um, Van Winkle Ten, but they didn't it didn't uh, make the cut. So it turns into Eagle Rare, and the same goes for a Weller Twelve Year. That's actually Van Winkle Twelve Year that didn't make the cut. So they turn into Weller 12 year.
1: So it's your, it's your poor man's version of.
0: Uh, Pappy. Pappy. Yep. You can't, it's hard to find Weller 12 year. And Eagle Rare, interesting enough, let's say up in Chicago, is about $70 a bottle now.
2: The 10 year old? Yeah, rare 10 year old uh, Eagle Rare. Here, it's $57 Canadian, which is like 45 US. The 10 year. The 10 year, the yeah. Buy a box. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes I didn't I never even looked at it and that's how things
1: go around here
2: yes and next thing you know we have a $5,000 liquor bill <laughs> like what happened to me last week oh jeez.
1: going back to the topic because I think this is a very serious topic and I think a lot of our staff as well as ourselves as business owners we all struggle with this uh, for me and, and I know it's very difficult but you you know for for many people but you gotta you gotta got to work on it. You got to disconnect from the, from the business. You have to be able to say, okay, it's, it's time off. Whether it's a, you put yourself on a schedule for me, six o'clock is the cutoff time. Very rarely do I get on anything or stay at the desk after six. And I measure that as a way to say, well, if I have to work much harder, that means that I need to get somebody else on the team. Because if not, then you drive yourself insane. You know, when we were just me and Giovanni back in the day, and that was, that was the big thing. We were, we were working till midnight every day. And we stopped and we said, no, we have to bring in people. I think that's the only way you can keep the mental health as an owner. Now, as an employee, you know, or as a staff member, my, my advice is speak up. Let us know. Let us know when you're, when you're, when you're feeling burnt out. I'd rather work with you. To get past that somehow, whether it's time time off or whatever, then having you burn out and have a serious health problem—that that to me doesn't work. So, as as an as a staff member, I think you you need to have that open communication with your boss, your owner that you work for, whoever it is, about what's what's going on.
2: No, agreed. You gotta really pay attention to the toll that you know, the toll on your physical and your mental health that the the industry can bring to you. There's, you know, a lot of MSP owners I've spoken to that they've said, you know what, I have decided that this is going to be a lifestyle business for me. I don't want to grow anymore. I'm not taking on new clients. One guy actually told me about a year ago, last summer at one of the events, he said to me, for six years now, I have not taken on another client. And I also haven't lost any clients because I've gotten to a point where I can manage what I have very efficiently. We have a routine. Customers are happy. My staff are happy. I'm happy. You know, we're only six people, but guess what? That's all I'll ever be. And that's all I want to be. I don't want to sell the business. I don't want to grow the business. I just want it to pay my lifestyle. And it's doing a great job of that.
1: There's a lot of MSPs that are that are choosing that. And I think it's, it goes beyond just MSP. You look at different professional services businesses. That's yeah. the the case. You got an attorney that doesn't want to grow their firm because they feel that. They have a very good situation. They live well. They, you know, pays the bills, and they're not over stressing. Because if you chase the money, you drive yourself insane. You gotta, you gotta keep a balance.
2: For really small MSPs that are four, five, six people, once you get to that point that you have a few people there with with the company, start cross training your skills. Because if you if your intentions are to keep it as a lifestyle for the six of you. Then you all should be able to cover each other off so that in the absence of one of the people, the company will still continue going forward. That's smart business strategy. If you're worried
1: that your, your staff is going to run off and do something, then you have a culture problem. You, you have to feel comfortable with them knowing about everything. I'll tell you, we, at the beginning, a mistake of ours was that we were, we were so, we didn't want the staff not even to know how much we build customers. And nowadays, it's it's an open thing. I mean, I, whether you know or not, it's, it's up to you. But we were holding back things that other people can do because of that. And we were holding it tight. I had that conversation with Dawn recently that there's this thing that we feel like this is our baby and we don't want to let it go. But the reality is for you to have a, a good work-life balance, you have to let go of things and allow the rest of the team to flourish and take on some of that responsibility that's a good way to balance yourself. And then just be be responsible to your team as well. I mean, don't don't overburden your team. Don't be greedy in a certain degree. Don't be greedy and just keep cashing out money because people are working it, because they're going to burn out and it's going to cost you in the long term. It's better to just take a little less. And I'm not saying compensate them more, but provide the team around them to be able to successfully support your customers.
2: No, agreed. And, and it's funny. you know, One of the things I've always found, personality-wise, for the most part in our industry, we're, we're similar personality types as an MSP owner. I don't know about you guys, but I thrive on the velocity. I thrive on go, go, go. And I thrive on trying to save the day and trying to be like Superman to the customer and doing everything I can to help them to get that pat on the back and et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is I've come to terms with this recently and thanks, thanks to the two of you who've made me realize this is that it was paying a toll on me. I couldn't be on all the time the way I was. So this year, believe it or not, over the pandemic, we've done some hiring. My staff have even commented and those that listen will kind of get a chuckle out of this because you guys have been telling me, well, you're delegating a lot more these days. And I feel that I'm getting back to a mental balance because I was, I didn't realize that. I had just gone too hard for too long, taken on too much. Listening to the way you guys, the two of you run your businesses and what some of the things that you do and how you delegate, I I learned from that. And I've learned that, you know what? I don't need to be involved in every single little thing. And it's made our team more autonomous. It's made our team stronger. And I know less today about the details than I did a year ago. And I'm happier. And things are just fine. And things are fine. And a lot of it has to do with I got a really killer team. I'm really blessed. My teams love them to death, right? Like we're really tight, good people, the whole nine yards, everyone cares. I'm no longer concerned about will things get done. I'm more concerned about when they get the things done, are they, you know, getting it done to my level of satisfaction. So I had to come to terms with even that this year and kind of break away and say, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know get it done. And if you have a problem, let me know. Otherwise, gosh, I got a lot of stuff going on in my plate. I, I just, I don't want to work 12, 18 hour days anymore. This year has been good for me that way.
1: <laughs> Craig, <laughs> apart from the Blattens, what do you do? To... I'm the master typist. <laughs> and typing away at the keyboard. What do you do to keep yourself balanced and keep your team balanced?
0: I find it best for me mentally is when I notice myself to be a little bit uh, overworked is to exercise. That definitely helps a lot because after that, let's say like a hard one-hour workout definitely makes my mind clearer. I'm much better when it comes to uh, working on a project after I've had a a really good workout. For the team, well, we've we've got a couple of people in-house now that kind of help manage the team and making sure that they have the things that they need. And keep in mind, we're very flexible when it comes to the employees need to take care of personal matters. I Promote, take care of your yourself first before you put yourself in a bad situation with the office. Because if you're in a bad mood, or you're not feeling well, or you're burned out, you're not helping anybody else around you in that process. So you need to make sure you take care of your mental health first. And then the thing is, is creating the culture of the office. One of the things we do this time every year is I put together the Santa list for everybody. Tell me what it is that you need to make your job easier at our office. I'm talking technology, software. What are the things that you need? The tools, whatever it is that you think that will help, and we'll review it as a team. If it's a large expenditure, if it's small stuff, I really don't care. We just we just get it for them and just take care of it and keep the office stocked, all the goodies everybody likes. you make sure that they have no wants. Just keep them happy.
1: But when in terms of the the same thing, like you know whatever you need for the staff, I've always said that whatever they need to do their job, that's always going to be an expense that I'm willing to, to take. Obviously, that makes sense. I'm not going to go buy stuff that, you know, just because somebody wants something. Uh, but uh, the point is that individually, you look at each one and everybody handles stress differently. Right. So I got one guy that he just loves to work and that's his thing. That's how he decompresses from uh, stuff. Like just to connect with work. There are others that need to disconnect from work and go for a run. Willie, one, you know, one of the guys from the help desk, he goes out and does a run midday because that's just how he, he deals with it. He's, he's a marathon runner and all that stuff. So if, find your balance, whatever it is, just find your balance and speak to your team, speak to your boss, speak to your owner. If, you know, if you're struggling as a business owner, I would not want somebody on my team to just burn out or have mental health issues because they didn't they didn't just come up to me and tell me told me hey I I need a extra day I need I need help I'm overwhelmed so something that that Nicole said earlier to to Craig there's got to be a balance at home if your home life is good your work life will be better and I think that's true Would you?
0: Definitely, if you have a good home life, there's no, there's very little stress at home. It definitely carries over to the work balance as well. If things are rough at home, things aren't going well, especially if there's an illness, that definitely will impact your decision making and your thought process because um, it'll distract you from the important things that need to be done. It's hard to do both, being able to multitask and handle the two. Obviously, the I would, if I were to position the two, the home life is actually trumps everything at the office. I have dropped many things because of home and don't, and I have no regrets. I mean, I've had, I've had important calls where I've just told people, not today. And I've got other things I have to take care of.
1: Well, I think um, we've uh, run up the time. Do you want to add anything, uh, Joe, before we
2: leave? Oh, I can just say this. I, I say this often and I'll say it again. I don't look at what I do for a living as work to me. It's a job and a means to a way. I love what I do. I think I'm particularly good at it and, and I do enjoy it, but it has definitely taken its toll on my life. I've realized that now after so many years and I've been making changes to make things better. And a lot of the things that we talked about today are things I like. I wish somebody would have told me years ago to watch out for. But if you get to a point, Hey, you know what? Every time my phone beeps, or vibrates, your anxiety goes up, there's a sure tail indicator. You need to check yourself out. You need to break away and do like what Craig says. You know what? That's great. I'll get back to you tomorrow. And I've started doing that. Whereas I used to respond to emails at 10 o'clock at night. If a CEO of a customer would would send me something, I don't do that anymore.
0: What I have found about customers is if I get an email at night and it is not a priority, I might write the response, but the email doesn't go out to the next day because I don't want them to think that I'm just sitting around waiting for that message to come in and send it out. I have other things going on.
2: I actually take it a step further. I don't even write the email. As a matter of fact, I'll kind of look at it. I'll, I'll skim through it just to see how serious of an email it is. Just this week, I had a very serious email come from a CEO of one of our customers. And it was at 1130 at night that he was making very aggressive demands uh, about some things unreasonably and unrealistically. And and he didn't even understand what he was asking me. That was the worst part because the staff clearly didn't explain it to him properly. Not only did I not answer that night, I didn't answer the next morning. I waited till the afternoon the next day and I didn't even apologize for it. I just answered. Because he's like, I need to know, and I need to know now, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, well, hold on a second. Let's get things into check here. 1130 at night, I was sleeping. I'm a human being too. So so I didn't even apologize. I just, I answered his question. The other thing is this, is there were so many details that he was asking me for that I didn't have the answers to. And I need to do my homework. You get to a point that, you know what? You need to get a balance. And like I said, someone said this to me once, and this was a big indicator to me. And this is where what tipped me off. And it was my phone was the key thing for me, I actually am now at the point that I have disabled all notifications on my phone. Completely, totally, entirely. My phone rings if my family calls me, my employees call me, my partner calls me, my phone actually rings. Outside of that, it actually does not ring. If I'm not in the middle of something and I'm looking at my phone and I see that you're calling or I check my email because I have a moment, that's when I respond. Otherwise, doing it the other way, A, you chase your tail, B, you never get anything done, and C, your anxiety gets out of whack. So you gotta take care of yourself. You have to take care of your mental health, and you have to help your employees as well get to that, that oasis because you're gonna have a happier employee, you're gonna have happier customers, and you're gonna have a better company overall.
1: The cell phone thing is a, is a critical piece, right? I, I also have everything turned off. And, you know, one, one thing is we don't give our staff cell phone numbers out and I, and I, and I really ride my team when they do it, when they give it out themselves. I'm like, you, you have no idea what you're doing. The the other piece I'm, I'm just before finishing off, you know, if you're a smaller MSP, if you're three, four people and you're looking to, you're struggling because you're overwhelmed when you get to that eight or nine person things will get a little bit better. If you grow a little bit more, it becomes a, a little bit more balanced.
0: I do not like wearing all the hats. <laughs> I do not.
1: You're wearing too many hats. Absolutely, you're wearing too many hats. So so once you get, you get to you know, eight plus, I think things start to get better. 10 plus is even, even more.
2: What advice do you give the people that are at the four or five person?
1: Higher, higher.
2: But what if you can't afford it?
1: You probably can. You just haven't found the way.
2: Come to Myron for a loan. <laughs> right. Well, then go to, go to Uncle Myron. He'll hook you up.
1: Reach out to us. Social at itforwhiskey.com. Well, let's, talk, let's talk through. I'll get on a one-on-one with you. Lou. We'll talk through your scenario and, he'll, and I'll try to help you. Hey, so Myron, why don't you give everyone your cell phone number too? <laughs>
0: Area code okay five five five. <laughs>
1: let me let me let me get Joe's number. The one that goes. The one that rings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't call Joe. You can't call Joe. It's international.
2: <laughs> Ironically, anytime you two do call me, it does ring. Most people, it does not. And and to be honest, that was one way my mental stress was important to me, and I needed to handle it. And that was one way I handled it. And you know what? It works really well for me.
1: All right. Well, I think that's all. Thank you all for listening. Again, subscribe, like, follow, comment. Uh, Maybe for for the holidays, if you comment something, we may uh, give you a little gift, send you a little gift.
2: By the way, before we go, I forgot to tell you guys something. Something huge. This is big. I think this is big. Did you know that we're getting rated as one of the most valuable podcasts in the industry? I do. (laughs) So, no, this is legit. I, I just found this out. Today, I found out that Robin Robbins, who we don't have any affiliation with her whatsoever, but in one of their recent publications, I just found out that they have a page that says, you know, one of the top podcasts that every MSP needs to listen to, and we were featured.
1: That's awesome.
2: Uh, Was it MSP Success is the magazine, right? Right. Yes. MSP Success Magazine and in Volume 1, Issue 10, and the channel company has rated us one of the most valuable and important podcasts in the industry. Fantastic. That's awesome. That's just in the last few weeks, some of the, uh, the, the notable mentions we've had. Thank you very much, Channel Company. Thank you very much, Robin Robbins. We you know, feel kind of honored. Pretty cool. And we found out by third party, like we, other people telling us, hey, did you know? I'm like, what? That's awesome. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening and for recommending your friends to listen and referring it and giving us your feedback. We do this for you guys, and um, we're glad that you're you're getting a lot out of it.
1: Take it away.
0: That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at itforwhiskey.com. Yo. Whiskey. Whiskey. Whiskey.
2: We're still recording.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, did you get that? Yes, you did.